Welcome back to the Home with Havila podcast. We are so happy you're here. Happy July. Happy 4th of July. We hope you had a great day yesterday. We are excited to dive into July. This month, we have a special series all about intentional behavior. And Havila is going to dive into how your specific behavior communicates your intention and what that entails. And listen, if you like this podcast series, which I know you will, this is actually content from our Truth Academy. So if you want access to all kinds of biblical resources, leadership lessons, courses, Bible studies, and more, you're going to want to learn more about our Truth Academy. We do special things for our members every month. Havila jumps on a live call with them. It's super exclusive. So make sure you go to thetruthacademy.com. Again, that's the, T-H-E, truthacademy.com to learn more. And before we dive into this, I have two more announcements to share. First, did you know that Havila has a brand new website? And you are going to want to run over there, not only because it's beautiful, but also because it is jam-packed with all things going on in Havila's world. You're not going to want to miss it. There's tons of her resources on there. If you want to know where she's at, when she's speaking, what events she's attending, that is on there. There is ways to connect with her, ways to stay in the know. So make sure you go to HavilaCunnington.com so that you are plugged into all things happening in Havila's world. And last but definitely not least... Havila's Author School is back. It's coming soon. So if you're finally ready to write that book, maybe you saw us talk about Author School last round and you just weren't ready, but now it is your time. Or if you need to finish a book and you just, you feel stuck, this is for you. So keep your eyes out because enrollment will be opening soon. Applications are going to open July 11th. So again, go subscribe on HavilaCunnington.com so that you are alerted right when author school opens so that you can go ahead and get your application in. We are so excited for it. We have loved all of our author school students and we hope that you join us this round. Okay, let's dive in to part one of intentional behavior. I really want to talk a little bit this month because we're shifting months uh, to more about living with intentional behavior. So we talked about intentional living and the importance of goal setting and building that idea of what it looks like to live with intention. But now I want to talk about how your specific behavior communicates your intention and how powerful when we set our behavior, how powerful these things can, I guess, mold together, emerge together. I'm taking a lot of my study from a book called How to Have a Good Day. We're joining in and we're continuing on this idea. And um, so for those of you that would like more, I recommend you pick up this book called How to Have a Good Day if you want more notes, but I will post more of these notes so you guys can kind of follow along with what I'm giving you. Uh, today is all about setting great goals. And you know, all of us, I mean, if you join this membership, then goal setting is important to you. You want to live a life of intention. You want to live a life uh, for God. You want to live a life that means something. And you probably have set some goals before. I know I'm that classic goal setter. Usually it used to be in January, you know, for like 15, 20 years of my life. It was like every year I'm going to set this goal. And then by like February 15th was like my, I'm done. (laughs) And then I would wait again. And then I have friends that set their goals every birthday. They actually set goals of what they want to, you know, intend to do that year. Uh, But for me, I've learned that big grand goals are great, 
But daily goals are really where it counts. It really matters. And I'm learning this more, even in my ripe old age of 40, I'm turning 40 this month, I'm learning that, that life looks like more about little yeses every day that looks like a big yes versus a big yes and striving towards it. So we all set goals and we all have to-do lists, things that we want to get done. Some of you are list keepers. My sister is a list keeper. Everything she does is on a list. I'm not a list keeper. I'm more like an inspirational keeper and then more of like an anxiety panic. I didn't get that done keeper. <laughs> so I've learned out of habit and out of necessity to start lists. But just because you have a to-do list doesn't necessarily mean it's going towards your intention. So we can have a, I've got to get the car cleaned, I got to call that person, I need to write a page on my blog, but that doesn't necessarily set us up for intention. We have to kind of start with the big idea, and part of it is that our behavior keeps us going and rewards us towards that intention. So uh, ultimately today, it's not about getting your to-do list done, it's gonna be about learning about your behavior. So we set goals towards our intentions, and it can make it a lot easier by setting goals towards our production. So we go, okay, I wanna set a goal. This is on my to-do list, but how do I set my behavior? And how do I actually work my production to get towards it? So it's really interesting. Uh, there's studies that show that setting behavioral goals to support our intentions is vital. So we can't just say, I wanna be healthy. I wanna be godly. I wanna be a great wife or a great husband. I wanna I want to be something, okay, that's fantastic. But that's not really going to, oftentimes that doesn't set you up for success. You're going to have to be intentional. And intentional goals creates an intentional living. So they did this research, very fascinating. Uh, a, a guy named Edwin Lockie and Gary uh, were psychologists at the University of Maryland. And what they found was that people who articulated a specific goal boosted their performance specifically, uh, typically 15%. So those that actually wrote down what they wanted to do, communicated it, just, just simply doing that increased their production by 15%. Isn't that crazy? Like that's a really good return. If you and I were to like, you're like, I wanna be mentored, I wanna be coached, I wanna grow in this area. Well, if you just wrote down where you what you want to do and you communicated it, you would have a 15% return. That's that's significant. That's more than tithe. <laughs> so that's very good. So clear-cut goals helps us further our intention and in focusing our attention and where we're going, but it also helps it helps resist distractions throughout our day. So there's like two benefits to setting goals. The first is, number one, it helps drive us towards the goal, but it also eliminates some of the easy distractions that when we know where we're going, we're less likely to stop off. If I know I'm going to an appointment and I'm driving there, I'm less likely to stop off at Starbucks because the Frappuccino sounds good, or I'm gonna stop over here because I haven't looked in that store for a while. I'm going somewhere, and that's, that's just an easy way to reward ourselves to get there. So being more persistent and making progress towards a goal feels highly satisfying. Now, this is very interesting. We talked about this in our first lesson, but we, we believe that God is the creator of the universe. He's the creator of our bodies. He is the know, all-knowing, right? The supreme. And that science tells the story of what God created in us. And so when scientists begin to figure out more and more about the way that we've been created and we've been developed, 
we realize that God set in internal systems to reward us to do the right thing. And I, I love that idea. And we don't want to work against us. We don't want to go against nature. We want to go towards nature because God created us. And that makes it easier. So one thing that we talk, we want to talk a lot about in intentional living is that when we start to do the things that we want to do, we get these reward system in our brain. And, you know, there's different kinds of hormones that we have released. Dopamine, which is a, a very euphoric kind of do it again, you know, feeling that we have and a hormone that we have. Or, uh, you know, serotonin, which is a feel good, I, I'm going to be okay. Those kind of rewards happen. And those things are so invi- so vital. And we can get those hormones released through exercise or through sexual intimacy or, you know, different things that we do within our life. But what we also realize is when we're setting goals, and moving towards intention, if we can set things up to release some of that dopamine and serotonin and vesopressin in our lives or oxytocin, guess what? We start to feel really rewarded and things start to feel good. Let me ask you this. Have you ever written down a list and you get one thing done, that thing that's the hardest, and when you get it done, you feel like, I could do more? I remember when I used to clean houses or I'd clean my house, that bathroom the master bathroom was like the beast it was like i i can't like two sinks a toilet a shower a tub it's this massive room and i remember thinking if i can get this done that's the hardest part of the of the whole house and then once i would get it done i felt rewarded i felt like wow i did it and i can move forward well it's the same thing in our lives and we have intention and we're living with intention sometimes it's about finding the hardest thing we need to do making a step toward it But not only that, the reason we feel good is because our internal body rewards us. Our brain rewards us by saying, you did it. And we get a little bit of a high. We get a a brain reward, like chemical, chemistry, I should say, released in our brain that makes us feel really good about it. So here's some questions I want you to ask yourself when it comes to intentional living and behavioral, intentional behavior. First thing is personally, I want you to ask yourself about even this this week and each day, what can I do to shift my behavior to help me make my intentions a reality? So sometimes we're like, okay, I want to I want to exercise or I want to be in the Bible more or I want to be a better friend. And we'll just think I want to be a better friend, but what I want you to do is ask yourself, what behavioral things can I do that would allow me to go towards my goal? So, if it's exercising, well then maybe I need to go to bed earlier. So, what behavioral can I what behavior can I kind of adjust in my life to set it towards it? Maybe it's smiling. Like I'm just going to, I want to be happier. So every time I see myself in the mirror or I'm walking into a store or someone looks at me, I'm going to smile at them. That's a behavioral thing. It's not necessarily exactly towards your goal. I'm going to call my friend and drop off flowers. I'm going to set up a coffee date. No, no. But it's a behavioral that says, yes, I'm going towards that goal. Um, you know, I'm going to pray every time I'm anxious, instead of worrying, I'm going to say a prayer. Now that doesn't mean that I'm going after worry, but I'm setting up my behavior to get me towards the goal of being a person of faith and not of worry. And then specifically, so not just, we talked just for a minute about personally what we can do, but then you, after you go, okay, this is how I want to be. Like I was thinking about it this week. One of the thoughts I had was, I want to be a, I want to be peaceful wherever I am. Whether I go, I'm on the road, or whether I'm at home, I want to be a woman of peace. 
And so that was my filter. That was the way that I was gonna live my life. And then specifically, how can I set myself up to have more peace? Well, one of those for me is communicating to my husband and to those around me, guess what? I've decided to have peace. I was texting my dad at the airport two days ago. And he said, how are you doing? I said, you know, I've just decided I'm going to have peace wherever I go. And I've decided that I'm going to have peace when I go and when I'm home. And I'm texting that, but I'm also communicating that behavioral idea. This is what I'm going to do. And when I say it, it sets my intention. But then specifically, how am I going to practice that? Well, for me, one of the things I've decided is I'm I'm not going to just jerk react on everything. I'm going to think about what I'm really stressed about every time I feel anxious. And I'm going to say, is this is this something I believe is real or is it something I'm creating that's causing a lack of peace in my life? And then start to think, what is the, what would a peaceful person do? And start to set those goals. So here's the specific question you can ask yourself. What does the shift look like in practice? What actions will I take today? So one of those ways to create peace in my life is I'm going to put worship music on in the morning. That's going to create an environment of peace. So that's my specific habit throughout the week to create peace. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Okay. And then I want you to set one or two goals towards that behavior to make them specific as possible as you can to magnify your chances of having the day you intended. So you cannot control your whole day. You cannot control people around you. That is a barrage, but you can control yourself. And you can control what happens on the inside of you. And that's powerful. So you can use that towards your intention. Now, I want to talk about finding a winning um, articulation of your goal. So now we know, okay, specifically, here's what I want to do. I understand it's not just about my to-do list. It's behavioral. But I really want us to look at the idea of how do we articulate our goals and how powerful that can be for us. Isn't that cool? How we actually communicate it. So research suggests that if we aim to describe um, our goals in a positive, pers- with personal meaning, feasible, and situational specific, we are going to have a better chance of, of actually have, like going towards those goals and finishing those goals. So I want to talk about in the next couple weeks, the four specific attributes uh, to really winning in our goals, winning with intention. And so the first one I want to take today, and that first one is the idea that in order to approach our goals, we usually have two specific ways we approach goals. One is, um, they call it the avoidance goal, which is kind of like do less of something bad. I am not going to be negative anymore. I'm not going to yell at my kids. I am not going to eat that junk. I'm not going to, you know, stay on Facebook for an hour every, every hour. <laughs> like I'm just not going to do all that. That's called an avoidance goal. But then there's another type of goal. And that goal is called the approach goal. And that's to do more of something good. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend some time in the word. I, I'm going to, you know, uh, give, make sure that I've got a good night's sleep. I'm going to repent every time I do something that I know I shouldn't have done. And we start to have these behavioral goals and it starts to help us. I'm, not, I'm going to walk every morning for 15 minutes and start to get healthier. So research suggests in a large scale 
uh, that their approach goals are way more successful than avoidance goals. In fact, they did this study at Rochester University where they took students and they gave a, one of the group of students all these avoidance goals and what they figured out, I'm avoiding this and I'm not gonna get bad grades and I'm not gonna be late and I'm not you know, gonna do whatever it is. And then the other set was like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna you know, be more involved on campus and I'm gonna find one friend. And they started to put their, their you know, approach goals and what they found was the avoidance goals, they went down in their grades the same amount as the approach goals went up. So it is that it's that powerful in our lives. I think we're always like, no, 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 no. I, I preach about this. Stop focusing on the no's and start finding your yes. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow. So ask yourself, what positive outcome am I seeking? And what do I need to start doing more of to get that ideal outcome? Um, and, and really, what's really important is what small step can I take to make, to, to go forward versus always thinking about the hindrances. So here's what's really important. And this is like free because this wasn't exactly what I was going to talk about. But again, your brain can either go into discovery mode or defense mode. Discovery is an openness towards information and, and you're seeing things and you're experiencing things. We kind of talked a little bit about this with the ape in the lungs. Um, but then also there's also defense mode, which is flight, fight or freeze, which is the party that goes, I don't I can't do this. And when we get to a point where we realize I can't change everything, but I can change a few things, our brain stays in discovery mode. And so avoidance goals cause us to be in defense mode. I shouldn't have eaten that donut. I shouldn't have hung out with that person. I shouldn't have. And it actually shuts down all of the good parts of our brain that allows us to see the things we need to see. And if we have positive approach goals, guess what? We're going to see possibilities. We're going to see opportunities. We're going to see dreams that we have in our hearts come true because we're moving towards it. I wanted to read this one last thought on page 51. And this is from the guy who did the, the study. His name is Martin. He's a strategist that works for a company about success. And he says this, framing things positively doesn't mean that you have to be fake. I'm a boss who has a horrible, per oh, I had a boss who was a poor, horrible person, but walked around the, with a big smile plastered on his face. That's not what this is about. It's just about articulating your goals in a way that helps you achieve them in your own genuine style. So that's really important. It's not like, I'm fine, everything's great, everything's gonna be great. No, no, not like that. But the sense of, I actually don't have to go and I hate my life, I hate, this is what I hate my kids, this is horrible, I don't like doing this. We can actually go, no, 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 stop, stop. I've not been created to live powerless. I've been created to live powerfully. So today, I can't do everything, but I can do something. And I'm going to be a person of peace. I'm going to be a healthy person. I'm going to be a godly wife or a godly mom. I'm going to love my roommates really well. I'm going to love the world around me. I'm going to smile all day long. And I'm going to move towards living a life with intention by my behaviors. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode all about intentional behavior. Make sure you stay through the month of July because we have part two, part three, and part four coming your way. And make sure you take a look at the show notes for the links we talked about at the beginning of the show, Havila's new website at havilacunnington.com, and more information about The Truth Academy, which is at thetruthacademy.com. And remember, keep your eyes peeled for author school applications opening July 11th. We will see you on the next episode and feel free to tag us and share the podcast on social media 
at Truth to Table or at Havila Cunnington and leave us a five-star review. Tell your friends all about the show and tell them to tune in to Intentional Behavior this month with us. We will see you next week. Thank you.